Welcome to the Contracting Officer Podcast. It's not just for contracting officers. If you work anywhere in the government acquisition world, this podcast is for you. This is a refresher of a previously released episode to give us a break for the holidays. We originally recorded this in the same room, which is rare. We usually record remotely using Zoom. But in this case, we were speaking at a conference and we're in a hotel on Coronado Island near San Diego. We recorded this together in a noisy hotel room with a great view. So here we go with a refresher of small business goals. Is a small business goal a goal or is it is it really a requirement? No, a small business administration sets a requirement of 23% of contracts have to go to small businesses. However, it's a goal. I've never seen anybody get fired over it. I don't think, I mean, other than getting bad press, that it isn't really something that, that heads will roll over. It's not that big of a deal, but it is a primary goal. And it is a mission that people watch at the Small Business Administration and most government contracts. It's funny that you say it's not that big a deal. I think there's a lot of people that say it's a very, very big deal, but sometimes it's not treated that way. So today we're going to talk about where small business goals come from and how they impact acquisition strategies. Before we get started with that, let's stop to say thanks. Thanks to JT Crawford from Threat Tech LLC. JT's been liking and sharing our content on LinkedIn for a while. And because he participates in discussions and helps share our content, it helps more people find the podcast. So thanks for that. Thanks, JT. All right, let's get into small business goals. But I want to say we are recording in a hotel room in San Diego this week, and it appears that they're power washing or maybe jackhammering or something right outside <laughs> exactly. the room. So lots of noise going on. It always happens when we're working remote, I guess, out of a controlled environment, yeah. right, into small business goals. So yeah, if you hear any random sounds, that's probably what it is. So what are small business goals? Each agency has a goal for what percentage of their dollars, not percentage of their contracts, what percentage of their dollars will be awarded to small businesses? On the Small Business Administration site, they have a baseline goal of 23% of contracts goes to small businesses, all small businesses. 23% of the prime contract awards go to small businesses. Then there's separate goals for how much of the subcontracted work that large business primes have to subcontract to small businesses. Then the goals are broken down underneath just overall small businesses into the different categories of small disadvantaged businesses that we talked about in depth in the what is a small business set aside episode. I think it was 72. Yep. For instance, a service disabled veteran owned small business, their, their set aside goal is 3% of prime and subcontracts. But here's the catch. This is relevant to the overall government, right? So each agency sets their own. Each agency has a small business specialist, an office of small business programs, and a competition advocate who are establishing those goals for each agency. And then those agency goals roll up to the Small Business Administration. For example, the Veterans Administration, their small business goal overall is 28.5%, even though the SBA said the standard is 23. So they set their goal higher. They also set their veteran-owned small business goal at 12%, whereas the SBA said that that's only 3%. So each agency sets their own standard. Some of them are higher, some of them are lower. For example, the Department of Energy only has a 10% goal. Flip side, the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, has a small business goal of 40%. So targeting is a big part of this, because depending on which agency you're targeting, each agency has a different goal. 
You're talking about the current year goals, and of course those goals change each year. And the goals are different whether you're talking about prime contract awards or subcontract awards. Because again, with the VA, the overall small business goal is 28.5%, but subcontracting to small businesses is only 17%. And that's just for this year. Good point. Let's talk time zones now. Let's anchor this in the acquisition and execution time zones. Small business talk starts to get really hot during the market research zone when the government's trying to figure out who can do this kind of work. That's when they're going to decide whether or not there's enough small businesses that have the capabilities that are responsible that can do whatever they need done. One of the things the government may use is a sources sought notice where they actually say, hey, we want to buy this or we need this service performed. Who can do this? And if they get responses from enough small businesses, do a little research, make sure they're responsible. Next thing you know, it's a small business set aside. Yeah, that's the tool that's used during the market research zone to meet these goals. One of the tools. One of the tools, true. This also shows up in the execution time zones in the recompete zone. This is towards the end of a period of performance for a, a long-term contract. If the government has a recurring need for this, if a, even if a large business has been performing it, they may decide, hey, let's see if any small businesses are now capable of doing this work. Or if a small business has been performing it and it's not going well, they may decide, wow, we need to have a large business yeah. look at this next time. It's more, com- it's more complex than we thought. Let me walk through how the goals are set real quickly. The Small Business Administration negotiates with agencies to establish the individual agency goals that, in the aggregate, build up to the government-wide goals. So each agency, some have a little higher, some have a little lower, but overall, they hit about that 23% is what the, the current number is for small businesses overall. The SBA also negotiates small business subcontracting goals based on on the recent achievement levels of of the agency. So it's not just at the prime level. They're also negotiating those sub-levels. So what I'm saying is the SBA establishes those goals at the government-wide level and at the individual agency level, locks us in each year. Before the beginning of each fiscal year, the SBA then reviews what agencies have done in prior years, and they use that as, as part of their determination of what next year should be. And then the final goal is set, and we all march toward meeting it. Let's talk about why small business goals matter. It's a part of targeting for both government and industry. So from the government side, let's say the government needs to get more hub zone contractors because they haven't awarded any. And there's a a goal, but we're calling it a requirement in in context of this episode, to hit 3% hub zone contracts. Well, you don't have any, right? When I was a CO, we had a contract specialist who had become the small business advocate And so her job was to make sure that we met all these goals. So she would realize that we were behind on our women-owned small business goals. And she starts kind of shaking the trees to get us to award contracts to women-owned small businesses. So she becomes an advocate for the women-owned small businesses that she knows about because she's out networking and talking to companies. She knows who they are. So she can say, hey, by the way, when you put out this requirement, here are three women-owned small businesses that can do it. So that's what the government can help target these opportunities by communicating inside the agency over what goals are they behind. On the industry side, the agency that you target need to understand, do they award a larger proportion to your type of business? You heard me talk about the VA a minute ago. The VA has a 12% goal for veteran-owned small businesses, which makes sense. The Veterans Administration wants more veterans contracts. But they may not have awarded 12% yet. They may not even be on track to award 12% yet. 
So as a small company, if you are a veteran-owned company and you're talking to the small business representatives from the agency you're targeting, you can find out if they need more of what you do or not. There's, there's two ways to target as an industry person. Either you're targeting agencies that already award a lot. Like VA, if you're a veteran-owned business, that's who you should target because they buy more from you. Like they buy more from your type of company. The other issue, the secondary part of that, the more sophisticated part of that is what you're saying is that figure out where they are on their goals. Ask them. Really what we're saying is awareness of those goals is an important part of targeting strategy for industry, for small businesses, and also for large businesses. If you're targeting work and you know the agency's behind in their goals and they're only going to award the next work to small businesses, you need to move on and target something else because it's not going to land in your lap. One of our new clients actually has a women-owned small business certification and a service-disabled veteran-owned small business certification. So those are two valuable certifications, especially when combined. Yeah, you double up. If you're the agency, you get credit for both of those in your goals. Exactly. Right, towards meeting your goals, yeah. It helps the company target a lot better and take advantage of the structure that they already have. Yeah, and it helps the government achieve their goals in more than one category at the same time. Look at that. Win-win. From a large business perspective, large businesses need to be aware of who to put on their team based on what agency they're dealing with. Different agencies treat this differently. This, like we were talking about, the subcontracting goals are different. And you can actually win business as a large business. You can win business or lose business <laughs> based on who's on your team. If, if you have to meet all the goals, if someone else, if another company doesn't have 3% of the work set aside for a hub zone company as a subcontractor, the agency may decide that meeting those goals is an important evaluation criteria. And they'll tell you up front. And if you don't have a hub zone as part of your team, you can't win. You have to pay attention to this stuff. And, and it also impacts who you team with from the perspective of if you're targeting a, a specific agency as a large business and that agency awards a disproportionate number to a certain type, that's the kind of company you're looking for. So from a teaming perspective, it's important to know not only what the target is, but the companies you're talking to, what, what socioeconomic group are they in? One of the perils of meeting the goals is if you are a small business and you win a big contract, you could be a large business overnight. Boom! You could have to hire enough people that takes you over that level. You could have suddenly have a, enough revenue that it, it takes you out of being a small business. That means you won this. Good job. It might be a five-year contract, but when that those five years are over, you don't get to compete as a small business any, anymore. Which means you're not eligible for the work that you had as, as a prime, to be fair. Actually, we're helping a couple of clients navigate that minefield now. It's time to get specific on the government side. We've touched on this already, but government folks, share your goals to the industry. Post it for everyone to see. I know there's probably a small business site, but if you have goals... In your acquisition, make sure it's clear in the early documentation when you're, if you're doing a bidders conference, if you're releasing an RFI, get those goals out there to make sure that the right companies are responding. The last thing you want to do is do your, all your market research, get all kinds of great information from companies that ultimately aren't going to be part of the competition because they aren't the right kind of small businesses that you need to meet your goals. And the way this can happen is if the entire team, the acquisition team, the government team, doesn't understand how these goals work. One of the programs that I was running as a contracting officer, we were doing the market research. We were seeing that there were lots of small businesses that could do this work. It was obviously going to be a small business set aside. 
the users who are eventually going to end up being on the evaluation team were going to conferences and talking to lots of companies, mostly large businesses. They didn't know that what they're telling these large businesses about this opportunity coming up, which that open communication is fine because we're in the market research zone. They're just talking about, hey, we have this requirement. That's a good thing to be happening. But they're talking to these large companies, not realizing that these large companies should be looking for teaming partners, not should be expecting to prime on this. So imagine how that large business feels two months later when the RFP comes out as a small business set aside and the people they talk to who, again, weren't in the core acquisition contracts, lawyer people like us, they didn't know it was going to be a small business set aside. That's how this communication can fall apart and people get frustrated when an RFP comes out differently because the whole team needs to understand how these goals work and why they're important. Sophisticated companies actually use the government's small business goals as part of their strategy, as part of their their strategy to get work. And government, this is not a bad thing. If you want to streamline the acquisition process, if you have a set-aside, if you need to set aside work for a particular type of small business, it's wonderful if a small business comes to you and says, look, I can do this work, I can prove it. It's even better if two of them do that. Then you know you can set it aside for a particular subcategory and get real competition meet your goals, and have a very streamlined acquisition process. From the industry side, industry cares about these small business goals because this, just like we were talking about, this is that next level of targeting. If you're a large business, you have to pay attention to these set-asides, especially for recompetes. If you're, if you're doing some type of services work and you have a five-year contract, when you get to the end of that contract, you may not be eligible to bid on it again as a prime if the government has decided, yeah, we think that a small business can handle this now. And somebody is shaping the process to convince the government. Somebody's talking to the small business specialist. Somebody's talking to the SBA as a small business saying, hey, this contract that large businesses have been doing for the last 20 years should be a small business set aside. So the small businesses are attempting to shape this while you have it. And if you're not aware of that, could run into a problem. So if you're a large business, maybe you could convince the government that they should just put some some larger small business goals in the RFP, you know, goals, requirements in the RFP. Yeah, it's a requirement so, instead of, if it's in the RFP. Right. So instead of instead of setting aside the whole thing to a small business prime, you could convince them, hey, just increase the amount of, of small business requirements in the RFP and be prepared to assemble that team so you can still win as a prime, knowing that Less of the work will be done by your people, more will be done by subs, but that's still better than not being able to compete at all. Yeah, and, and, and a key difference here is we're talking about small business goals in terms of how the SBA manages them at an overall government level. The term small business goals could also be used, like you just mentioned, in an actual RFP for an individual contract. And that's a whole separate topic for a different podcast because those aren't negotiable after award. <laughs> those are set in stone once the contract's executed. So it's important as a large business or a small business to integrate your status into your targeting. If you're a large business, make sure you understand what the agency you're targeting's goals are and make sure they understand how you can help them meet those through subcontracting. Let someone else lose their work to to a small (laughs) business set aside, right? If you're a small business, make sure the agency understands exactly what you can do so that they can set it aside for small businesses and then you don't have to compete with all the big primes. A key thing to be aware of is that this discussion, this shaping, this targeting can't happen right before the RFP comes out. This has to happen a, a while before. We had one where we were shaping the opportunity to make sure that the government was setting it aside as an 8A. Well, that conversation 
with the Office of Small Business Programs with the agency happened six months before the RFP came out. Because at that point, we knew that they didn't have enough awards to the type of company that we were helping. As a result, they set it aside for that type of small business. But you, that conversation, that strategy was six months before the RFP came out. So this is another example of you got to target, but you also got to be proactive. You can't react to an RFP that comes out of small business set aside and then say, oh, well, this should be something different. Right. And being part of a really large business, if we have a five-year contract that we know is going to be recompeted at the end of the period of performance, we're working a year, two years in advance to help shape that, to make sure that it's not set aside for small businesses only. Years in advance. It's also important that small businesses don't make the status all that you are. And what I mean by that is government is suspicious if you start with, I'm a small business, I'm a veteran-owned small business, I'm a hub zone services able veteran-owned small business, before you even mention what you do. One of the small business specialists I used to work with would give presentations to small businesses. He would specifically say, don't let your tickets, what do you call it, the ticket, which is your small business status, don't let your ticket be all you are. It may get you in the door, but not any further. Right. If all you bring to the table is, hey, I'm a small business, Remember, you're not the only one that can have that status. You have to make sure that you actually bring capability. And then the icing on the capability cake is the fact that you're also a small business of some type. Yeah, the cake is your capability. The icing is your status, not the other way around. All right, let's wrap this up before the power washing actually gets right to (laughs) the outside the room here. Yeah, goals matter. They're required, while there appears to be little consequence for not meeting them, I mean, people don't get fired. I mean, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. However, it is a statutory requirement. When the government doesn't make those goals, things have to change. It's funny that you said again, it's not that big of a deal. It is a big deal, but consequence-wise, it doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. Agencies miss their goals all the time. And I think the intent is if you miss your goals, you may not get as much funding as you request the next year because you're not holding up your end of the bargain when with the last year's money that they gave you that you were going to meet these goals. But I'm not sure how often that actually happens. Yeah, and, and so contextually to me, there are there are things that are black and white that if you mess this up, you could get fired, go to jail, etc. This is not one of them. That's why I say it's not that big of a deal. But it is the purpose of the small business program is to right. award these. So someone cares. I mean, in other words, someone cares about this. And in some agencies, that someone has a lot of sway. Right. So there are agencies where the small business office, in fact, organizationally, usually the small business office reports directly to the acquisition executive. So they're independent of the contracts and the programs people, which is why when they sit on a meeting, they sometimes have a lot of sway. It's actually one of the steps in the approval cycle for a lot of acquisitions is that the small business advocate small business office has to sign off on your acquisition strategy. And if you don't have enough small business goals in there, you can't even release an RFP. Yep. On the industry side, it's completely opposite from the government. There are serious consequences if you don't meet your goals. If if the goals are in the request for proposal, if you have to meet those to win, it's and bi- you submit a proposal that doesn't meet the goals, you don't win. It's, that, it's binary. <laughs> That is a serious consequence. And then after award, if you committed to meet certain small business goals because you submitted a small business plan, we talked about that all in other podcasts. If you don't meet your goals, it can affect your CPARs, your performance ratings. It can affect award and incentive fees if that's part of the plan. There are consequences. 
And last thing, we've been talking about this. A lot of shaping is done around the set-asides. Small businesses are trying to convince the government that there are small businesses like them that are responsible and can do the work. At the same time, large businesses are trying to convince the government that only a large business can be successful doing whatever it is that the government wants done. So be sure to have your talking points for why your situation is is the true situation, air, air quoting here. When you're talking to the government, if you're going to a bidders conference, have your talking points ready. And now is a good time to end this episode, again, before the power washing overtakes us all. <laughs> okay, that's it for this refresher episode. Thanks to our sponsor, Skyway Acquisition. When you're ready to build your relationship with a team of former contracting officers who can help you with advice and consulting about small business goals and how to target and win, check out Skyway Acquisition at skywayacq.com or give us a call at 877-884-5280. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. Small Business Association Administration. Mm. The Small Business Administration negotiate negotiates. <laughs>